I had so much fun in this episode, not only because my guest is a very dear friend, but more importantly, because the topic is very close to our hearts, the Lady of Fatima. And please pardon the video quality because I had some problems with the Wi-Fi whilst recording, but nevertheless, the message is loud and clear. And it's all about the Blessed Virgin Mary, reminding all of us to change our sinful ways, to pray unceasingly, and to always go back to her most beloved son, Jesus Christ. Today, I am with Mr. Jerry Rivera, the national president of the World Apostolate of Fatima in England and Wales. And on this Feast of All Saints, we offer this to our Blessed Mother, who is holiest among all the saints combined. My name is Ted Patulan, and this is the Cause of Our Joy podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Cause of Our Joy podcast. I consecrated my life to our Blessed Mother because I was inspired by three friends from Singles for Christ. I am so excited today because finally, it's an answered prayer. One of these friends said yes to being a guest today. Brothers and sisters, my dear friends, God knows how many prayers I've, I've, I've been praying since last year to make this podcast happen. Today is truly an answered prayer. Our guest today has consecrated his life to Jesus through Mary, but that's not the reason why he's here. Today, we will be talking about Our Lady of Fatima and the World Apostolate of Fatima. With all happiness, my dear friends, I'd like to welcome Mr. Jerry Rivera, President of the World Apostolate of Fatima, England and Wales. Hello, Jerry. Thank you for accepting my invitation. Hello, Ted. Good, um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to all the viewers. Thank you so much for inviting me. When you invited me, I said, should I or should, that, should I not accept this? And I was also thinking of the other officers who I was thinking of nominating. But then Our Lady said, no, it's you. So that's why I'm here. Ave Maria. So I'm just so excited. Shall we start? Yes, please. Yeah. Let's uh, let's consecrate this episode to our Blessed Mother and to, to our Immaculate Heart. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most Holy Virgin Mary, tender mother of men, to fulfill the desires of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the request of the Vicar of your Son on earth, we consecrate ourselves in our families to your sorrowful and immaculate hearts, O Queen of the Most Holy Rosary. And we recommend to you all the people of our country and all the world. Please accept our consecration, dearest Mother, and use us as you wish to accomplish your designs in the world. O sorrowful and immaculate heart of Mary, Queen of the Most Holy Rosary and Queen of the world, rule over us, together with the Sacred Heart of Jesus Christ, our King. Save us from the spreading flood of modern paganism. Kindle in our hearts and homes the love of purity, the practice of a virtuous life, an ardent zeal for souls, and a desire to pray the rosary more faithfully. We come with confidence to you, O throne of grace and mother of fair love. Inflame us with the same divine fire 
which has inflamed your own sorrowful and immaculate heart. Make our hearts and homes your shrine, and through us, make the heart of Jesus, together with your rule, triumph in every heart and home. Come, Holy Spirit, come through the powerful intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Lucia Francisco Jacinta, pray for us. Pray for us. Our Lady of Fatima, pray for pray us. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Jerry, I've known you since 2011. Time flies, isn't it? Uh, yes. I know how much you love our Blessed Lady, but I haven't really heard the story of you know um, what made you become um, uh, a follower of Our Lady of Fatima. And it, it makes me wonder as well, of all the titles and approved apparitions of Our Lady of Fatima, why Our Lady of Fatima? What made, what made you become a devotee of Our Lady of Fatima? Okay. Um, firstly, I'd like to start by telling everybody that my love for Our Lady started with Our Lady, Mother Mary. It started with that. So in I was educated by the Dominicans in my elementary years. The school was known as Holy Rosary School. Wow. So from my elementary years, I was already exposed to the Holy Rosary. I can vividly remember that we had a grotto, and the grotto was heart-shaped, and it was the beads of the rosary forming the grotto. And then in the middle of the grotto was a pond, a pool of water. So I remember that, and that was one of my favorite spots in, in the school. And I also remember that uh, we pray the rosary, not just in October, because, of course, it's the Holy Rosary School. We pray it almost every every day of the year. And the most significant experience for me encountering Our Lady was when I received my very first miraculous medal as a child of Mary. I really, really remember that clearly when I received it. I was so overjoyed. And um, the medal was heavy. For me, when I was a little, it was heavy. So I was so proud of it. I showed it to, to Mama and to Papa and to my sister. And then I clearly remember that I was wearing it every day until I lost it. I, I cannot even remember when I lost it. And then um, also another uh, influence, I would say, of a Blessed Mother is my mother, my Mama herself. So at home, we have a... A, an image, a statue of Mother of Perpetual Help. And even to this very day, that statue is still there. So it has like, it, it's like a chapel-like, which it's got doors that open. And I remember that, and I, Mama would always uh, ask me and Papa and my sister to pray in front of our Mother of Perpetual Help. So, and um, that's how I started to know what Mother Perpetual Help is all about, was all about. And then when I came to the UK, I had been very active with the Catholic Association. And we often every year go and serve, because I'm also a nurse by profession, serve the assisted pilgrims, as we call them, and go to Our Lady of Lourdes, her shrine in, in Lourdes, France. I have done that for, I can't even remember how many years, but it was almost every year that we went there. And that's how I really encountered the, you know, at 2 a.m., 
4 a.m., I would go to the grotto of Our Lady of Lourdes and just Our Lady and myself, you know, communicating. And that was such a sublime experience for me. And then uh, moving on, um, in the year 2015, 2015, um, my best friend, um, who is now also studying to become a priest in, in Rome, invited me to help him with um, the parish visitations, this time taking Our Lady of Fatima to the parishes. So this is when I said, so what is Our Lady of Fatima? What is the difference between Our Lady of Lords and Our Lady of Fatima? And then through the months, through the years, I got to know Our Lady of Fatima. I got to know the message of Fatima. And it must be providential that I got to know the message of Fatima better and deeper, such that I have decided to, because of my devotion to specifically to Our Lady of Fatima, I've decided to consecrate myself to Jesus through Mary, finally in 2015 or 2016. So that's, I would say that's the pathway that paved me to love Our Lady of Fatima. Mm -hmm. specifically so you've always loved our blessed lady from you know as a young boy and that's that's really impressive and that's really amazing because not everybody could say that um so how did you get introduced to the world apostolate of fatima yeah so in segue to to the previous one so as so as i've mentioned my best friend um who has now who is now in, is in the our Vatican, common friend in rome our common friend his name is Brother Oliver Abbasolo, SMM. Pretty so he in, invited me to help him with the parish visitations in about 2015. And then um, he said to me that uh, this is for the World Apostle of Fatima. So just mentioning to you about his own background, he, he was already a national formator in the Philippines for the YAF, the Youth Apostolate of Fatima. Then eventually went to become a member of the World Apostolate of Fatima. So I've always said this to, to you and to, to, to our friends that he breathes Fatima. He doesn't even need to read about it because he knows it straight from his head and straight from his heart. So he invited me to become a member of the World Apostolate of Fatima. During this time, I was already very active with the Singles for Christ, whom you have also been a member of. Yes. And I said, so if I come to the WAF, what, what is it all about? I had so many questions because as a mission volunteer in Singles for Christ, as you have already known, um, I give talks. I um, form retreats or trainings and all those things. So I said, so why do I need to go to the WAF? And then he said to me, just have an open mind and an open heart. So I did. So I tagged along with him. I was really his um, operator when he gives a talk. So I would operate the, the laptop because I'm more technically um, knowledgeable than him. So I would operate the laptop. I would sometimes edit the PowerPoint presentations. And through those presentations, I got to know the message and fell in love with the message. And then he said to me, Come with me because there is a national committee meeting 
So from one meeting to the next, to the next, to the next, it became so many meetings such that the, the national officers during that time got to know me, even if I wasn't yet an officer. I was just, I was just Brother Oliver's assistant. I call, I, I called myself. So the WAF, um, also one of the things that, um, led me to, to the WAF is because I always believe that our God and our lady prepares you for something. True. So I have always believed that it has been like a sequential development into becoming uh, a member of the WAF and actively being a promoter in the WAF because my experience with Singles for Christ, I took with me to the WAF. Mm -hmm. And that's how... Um, Maybe it wasn't a difficult transition because I've already got that experience, which I am just truly grateful for. And just for everybody's information, um, this common friend of ours, Oliver, Brother Oliver, is also the one who invited me to join the World Apostolate of Fatima. Jerry, um, what is the mission of the World Apostolate of Fatima? Thank you for that question. So firstly, I'd like to tell everyone about what the WAF is for, really. So we were always we're always saying WAF. So the WAF is the World Apostolate of Fatima. Internationally, it's known as that. And in England and Wales, it's called WAF England and Wales. So it is an international public association of the faithful of pontifical right. So when we say of pontifical right, that means it has been given the seal of approval by the Vatican, um, by the specifically by the Pontifical Council for the laity. So in the year 2005, it became a public association. Prior to that, it was a private association of the faithful. And then in, that was in 2005. And then in year 2010, it, it was given a permanent recognition by the Pontifical Council for the laity. And its main mission is really to promote the understanding, the living of the message of Fatima. And that when we talk about the message of Fatima, it is the authentic message of Fatima because there are so many messages of Fatima in YouTube, for example, but really, we really don't know if they're true or if they're one with the, with the church, with the Catholic faith. So the authentic message of Fatima. And also the WAF in England and Wales is present in about 20 um, dioceses in England and Wales. Not big organizations in the dioceses, but there is the presence of WAF in these dioceses. And lastly, I would like to say that the WAF is not just a, an organization. It is also at the same time a movement. So when you say a movement, it everybody can be a member of the WAF. Everybody can join this movement. And it is a movement of promoting the message of Fatima, knowing and living the message of Fatima. Brother Jerry, I, I totally agree with you that, you know, talking about the, the world apostolate of Fatima is not just an organization, but a movement. And, and a podcast episode, just one single podcast episode is not enough to talk about the message mm -hmm. of Fatima. In a nutshell, could you give us a gist of what you think are the most important messages of the Fatima apparition? Okay. So I would say the message 
as it is, it's not because it was because I've learned it, but because also I believe in it. And I can say, hopefully, hopefully I'm also living the message of Fatima. So there are so many things that we can talk about Fatima, but, and which has so many components attached to it. So what do we know about the Immaculate Heart of Mary? What is it all about? I would, I would summarize that in four words. Firstly, it's about repentance. Repenting, um, having penance for our own sins. Secondly, it's about know about the importance of prayer. But more especially, what really, for example, is the Holy Rosary about? Thirdly, it is a, uh, it is consecration. So consecration by what do we mean by consecration? It means um, making, sanctifying oneself on a daily basis, sanctifying and consecrating oneself. And, another, and one form of physical consecration is by wearing the brown scapular of Our Lady of Mount Carmel. And then fourthly, it's about reparation, um, repairing the offenses against the Lady's Immaculate Heart. So repentance, prayer, consecration, reparation. In essence, this is really what the devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary is about. But I'd also like to add something that was also part of all the, of all the apparitions of Our Lady. And really that the message of Fatima is also a message of peace. It is a message of peace. We need peace, especially in each of our hearts. We cannot find, if we cannot find peace in the world around us, in our surroundings, at least we find peace in our hearts. Peace that Our Lady is our mother, that Our Lady will never leave us, that she is the treasurer of graces and she knows what we, what we need as her children. And that it is a message of peace because she has given so many promises during in in the operations of Fatima. And it is actually also my personal experience whenever I prayed the Holy Rosary or when I was actually in Fatima last month, I had peace in my heart. And it's something that most people desires. And most people, many people should realize that Mary would always lead us to Christ, who is the source of peace. Whenever we talk about the Fatima apparition, we always need to look into to look back to the first ever apparition, actually involving also the angel, the angel apparition, a year before the Fatima apparition happened. Because from that very first moment when the angel appeared to the three sh shepherd children, the angel gave them a prayer. And it, we call it the pardon prayer. And the prayer is, my God, I believe, I adore, I hope, and I love you. I beg pardon for those who do not believe, do not adore, do not hope, and do not love you. And by asking forgiveness for those people who don't believe in God, who don't adore God, who don't hope and love God, in asking forgiveness for those people who hurt God, it's actually already an act of reparation. And what I'm trying to say here is the, the message of reparation has always been there from the very beginning of the events of the Fatima apparition. What, you know, in, in our present situation, present time, okay, how relevant do you think is the message of Fatima? The central theme of the message of Fatima is really the devotion to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. Mm -hmm. 
I would really say extremely relevant, the message of Fatima. And, and why do I say that? I say that because we always have learned this in school. We have learned this so many times. And that is because history repeats itself. History repeats itself. And for example, COVID is nothing. Because if you look back in the years 1917 to 1919, it was the time of the Spanish flu. And what was what is Spanish flu? It is uh it is almost as as COVID. It's it's flu and it's we're affecting we're the whole masks. world. So yeah, obviously during that time they weren't wearing masks probably because they don't know what masks were all about. But that's that's part of the history that I was saying that it repeats itself. And the other thing I would say is when we talk about history repeating itself. The apparitions of the angel and the apparitions of the lady happened during the First World War. So during the First World War, there was obviously so much turmoil in the world. There's so much um, there, there's so much suffering in the world. There's much discontent in the world. And what is happening now? There are so many. There are so many wars happening around us. It may, may not be in the in the United Kingdom. It may not be in England and Wales, but so much, so many wars, physical wars, violence happening around us. But there's also the war of the family, and the war of the family, according to Sister Lucia, is the last um, last episode that is a manifestation of of the evil working in this world. So that's why I I said that it is extremely relevant because. The world where we are, we're in right now definitely needs prayers. The world where we are in right now definitely needs reparation. Definitely needs, we definitely need to consecrate ourselves, to turn back to God. As, or, according to Sister Lucia Hurst, is a product of sin. It's a result of sin. And we have so many wars happening around us, as I rightly mentioned earlier, that it just goes to show that sin still abounds in the world that we live in. And that also in the last apparition of Fatima, which was to Spain, um, during that scene, there were the words grace and mercy depicted in the last scene, in the last apparition in Fatima, witnessed by Sister Lucia herself. So the world right now also needs the grace and the mercy of God. That's why this is, I would say, it is timeless, it is very relevant, and it is extremely needed by the world right now. Amen to that, Brother Jerry. Our Lady, our Blessed Mother, said that God is already hurting because of the sinfulness of men. She said that to, to Sister Lucia um, and the three shepherd children. And this was a message from 1917. I think God... Is hurting more today because we have uh, just for example aside from the you know those you men mentioned like the war um the destruction of families we also have the internet nowadays and the internet is currently being used by some to promote violence it, it's it's uh, being used for cyberbullying. um it gave easier access to pornography um nowadays we now have you know more than just two definitions of gender and and like you said destruction of family 
um, there is now an increase in the rates and the numbers of divorce and abortion everywhere. So there, I totally agree that there is a definite need for a worldwide conversion and reparation. Brother, could you briefly discuss the first um, five Saturday devotion and how important is it for all of us to practice this? So the, the first Saturday devotion is often called as the forgotten message of Fatima. Because people might always think that the message of Fatima is about the rosary. There's nothing wrong with that, but the message of Fatima is more than just praying the rosary. Obviously, Our Lady has asked daily recitation of rosary in all six apparitions, in each of her six apparitions at Fatima. But it is more than that. The message of Fatima is, as what we've mentioned already, is about a message of reparation. It's repairing the Immaculate Heart of a Blessed Mother. So the first Saturday devotion, which is actually called Five First Saturdays Devotion, is a devotion of reparation. It is repairing what the world has, um, has destroyed, basically, what men have destroyed. Um, in, in the apparition, in what the apparitions of Our Lady, um, Sister Lucia described her as holding a heart, a heart that is covered by thorns, by which ungrateful men pierce it at every moment by their blasphemies, by their offenses. And this heart, which is the heart of our Blessed Mother, is suffering. That's why Our Lady has asked this devotion, the five first Saturdays devotion, which is to be done for five consecutive Saturdays, five first consecutive Saturdays of, of the month. But um, when we talk about the first Saturday devotion, we also need to know what are the requirements of this devotion. Um, if I may, we'll do them one by one. Firstly, it is the, the confession. So there is confession. Confession needs to happen eight days before or eight days after the first Saturday of the month. But our sister Lucia bargained with Our Lady. She said, what if they cannot go to confession on those days? So Our Lady said, because Our Lady is so graceful and so merciful, she said, can even go 20 days or more before or after, as long as on the first Saturday of the month, they are in a state of grace. So that's confession. The second requirement is Holy Communion. And when we talk about Holy Communion, it really is part and it's the central um, activity or event in the Holy Mass itself. So that means on the first Saturday, one should attend the Holy Mass and receive Christ in the sacrament of the Holy Eucharist. The third one is reciting five decades of the Holy Rosary. So five decades of the Holy Rosary Usually it is a joyful mysteries of the Holy Rosary because it being a Saturday. So it's reciting that. But more than recitation, it, number four, is a meditation of the mysteries of the Rosary. And there are so many um, methods of meditating. There are so many sources of meditating. And we can have, we can have that in all available to us. It's all available to us. But then the last one is all of these, confession, Holy Communion, recitation of the Holy Rosary, meditation and the mysteries of the Holy Rosary, could be made with the intention, intention of making reparation 
to Our Lady's Immaculate Heart. So this, these are the requirements of the first Saturday devotion. And WAF here in England, Wales, have produced a first Saturday guide so that it can make, it will be making this devotion more accessible to all, that there is a, a resource that people can use. And it even contains a, it's like an advanced chart. So that, you know, sometimes memory wanes or memory fades. So people can um, write the dates and can take the components of the first Saturday devotion. But this is what really the world needs now. And talking about the first Saturday devotion, we're also in a very good time because we are nearing the centenary of the, the request of the five first Saturdays devotion in 2025. What I like about the for the five first Saturday devotion is it's not just it's not about Mary. Mary would always lead us to Christ. And you know, by by going to confession, by receiving the Holy Eucharist, and at going to Mass and making an offering of yourself with Christ as he offers himself again, by saying the rosary and reflecting on the mysteries of our salvation, by and by you know um, doing a, a reflection on these these mysteries, like doing a lecture divina, these are all all about our Lord Jesus Christ, which reminds all of us that Mary would always lead us to Christ. And I just want to say um, that we don't really have to do it only for five consecutive Saturdays, my dear friends. As much as possible. WAF, the World Apostolate of Fatima, is encouraging everybody to make it a habit, make it a lifestyle, and do it every first Saturday of the month. Brother Jerry, anything else to add? Um, I would like to also to say that you've mentioned it rightly, that Our Lady always points to her son, our Lord Jesus Christ, such that Fatima is really Christocentric. It is Christ-centered. It is Eucharist-centered. When um, when the angel appeared to the three shepherd children in 1916, the angel was holding a chalice with with the drops of blood falling from the falling for falling from the host to the chalice, and then Our Lady or uh, the angel taught the children the, the 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 angel's prayer. But then Our Lady rephrased that in a way when she appeared to the three shepherd children and she gave them the Eucharistic prayer. And the Eucharistic prayer is about the body, the blood, the soul, and the divinity of Jesus Christ, which is present in all the tabernacles of the world. So it is really not Mary-centered. It is really Christ-centered, and it is Eucharist-centered. Now, here's a question for you, brother. Why do, why do we need to bring the pilgrim statue of Fatima all around the UK? Okay, I'd like to give first a background of what the pilgrim statue we're talking about. So in, in the year 1967, uh, which, which was one of the jubilee years um, um, related to the actions of Lady of Fatima, in Fatima itself, um, there were 25 statues that were blessed by Pope St. Paul VI. So in, that was in 1967. In the year 1968, one of the statues was given to Great Britain. That's England, Wales, and Scotland. And this statue is now with us. 
is now under the custody of the Royal Deposit of Fatima, England and Wales. So this statue has been with us for over 50 years now. And she is still a beautiful and a lovely statue. So we bring this statue um, to parishes, to cathedrals, especially in the year 2017. She has traveled to 19 cathedrals all over England and Wales. And we have also had audience with bishops of, of the dioceses and who has welcomed, received, and blessed and crowned the statue, the National Pilgrim Statue of Our Lady of Fatima. But more than the presence of the statue, it is really about Our Lady visiting her people. It's really that. Our Lady visits her people. The statue has been given by Fatima, by the shrine of Fatima, back over 50 years ago. So it is if you have been to Fatima when the statue visits your parish or your cathedral, because she is from Fatima and obviously she is Our Lady of Fatima. But the other, the other, um, the other episode, the other avenue of such a visitation is that it brings with it the mission of evangelization. Mm. Our Lady is the star of the new evangelization. And when her statue travels to parishes, to cathedrals, she is the evangelizer herself. It's not us. It's not whoever the custodian is. It's not the one talking in front. It is actually her speaking through her people, evangelizing and bringing to their own homes, the, the homes of the congregation of, the, of these different parishes and dioceses, what the message, the message that she gave to the three shepherd children in Fatima, which is as what we have mentioned and discussed earlier, is still very relevant to our world right now. So the Pilgrim statue does this, and I have been to so many visitations, to so many places that I have never been before. And I can see that it really gathers the, the flock, it really gathers the congregation, it gathers the people, and it brings so many graces to, 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 to the congregation because we've heard so many stories about what the, the visit of the statue has done, especially for them. There's this uh, wonderful story. King David successfully returned the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem. And there was a procession, and there was music, and everybody was dancing. And King David was dancing with all his might, because the Ark of the Covenant is back in the city of God in Jerusalem. Now, what is the Ark of the Covenant? The Ark of the Covenant is basically just a box. It's a container. But it was considered holy by the Israelites because it contained holy objects. It contained the staff of Aaron, which symbolizes priesthood. It it contained the, a piece of manna from heaven, which is basically a piece of bread, okay, from heaven. And it contained the tablets of the law of Moses. Mary, our blessed mother, when she was pregnant, Jesus was in her womb. And as we all know, Jesus is the eternal high priest. Jesus is the eternal king. And Jesus is the bread from heaven. This is why we call Mary the Ark 
of the new Ark of the Covenant because she is a holy vessel. She is a holy container because when she was pregnant, she contained in her womb Jesus Christ, who is our eternal priest, eternal king, and our bread of life. So we must bring our blessed mother to the ends of the earth because she is the Ark of the Covenant. And she is the, the star of the evangelization. And also, she's the new Ark of the Covenant. Wherever she goes, Jesus would always go. Um, Brother, Brother Jerry, there, there's so many things that we could talk about, about the lady, our, our Lady of Fatima apparition and about the new Ark of the Covenant. And I hope that, you know, there would be another opportunity like this that so we could share about our love for our Blessed Mother um, any, how does one join the world apostolate of Fatima? And um, how do, if it's say I'm, uh, I belong to this parish and I would like the, the, the pilgrim statue to be here. How do we, how do we invite the world apostolate Fatima and the pilgrim, sta- pilgrim statue for a lady to come to our parish? And are there any, any upcoming activities that, that we should be aware of? Yes. So, for you to become a member of the World Apostolate of Fatima, it's as simple as signing a pledge form. And the pledge form is, at the moment, downloadable via the website. Um, I'll give you the website later so you can include it in your podcast when when it goes, um, when it's published. But the, the form is ready there. It's downloadable there. Although that is an old form, we are now producing a new form. Um, but as simple as that, it's signing the pledged form and then sending it to the address, which is also different now, um, to the address where it needs to go, because your form will go to the chapel of the apparitions where Our Lady herself appeared and your form gets offered there where Our Lady and where Our Lady appeared. So that's the first thing, um, signing the, the pledge form. But before you sign the pledge form, you also need to read what it entails. And it's basically what I've described earlier already about praying the rosary, about receiving Holy Communion, about um, following or observing the five for Saturday's devotion, wearing the brown scapular as a physical sign of your consecration. So all of those things are included, uh, uh, should be said, are already written on the pledge form itself. So that's one thing. Now, one of the major events that we have is the visitations, as we have already discussed. Um, the visitations of the National Pilgrim Statue, and now we have a second statue, which is the Centenary Pilgrim Statue of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. So we have two statues now. So the National Pilgrim Virgin Statue will focus on South England and Wales, whereas the Centenary Virgin Virgin statue of the Immaculate Heart of Mary will be traveling the northern North England and North Wales. So we have two statues. How do you request for a visit of those statues? So later this year or early part of next year, we will be releasing a an open letter, a document of when and how you can book a visitation of the pilgrim statue because there is an additional bonus to that. Of course, it is already a blessing to be visited by a blessed mother, but it also comes with the relics 
of Saints Jacinta and Francisco. Praise God. And they'll and they'll also be visiting the parishes and the cathedrals all over England and Wales. So wait for that email because it will tell you who to get in touch with, who to book your parish or your cathedrals uh, if you want them to be visited. We will be hopefully resuming visitations um, after Easter of 2022. So watch out for, for an email with regards to that. And th that will be available via our website. Now, the other significant thing that is coming up is, I've mentioned before, the centenary of the request of the five first Saturdays devotion in 2025. We already have started um, a yearly theme, a thematic um, theology about the different components of the five first Saturdays devotion. And next month in November, the, the promoters and the diocesan spiritual directors will gather in Holywell in Flintshire to open the third year in the in the preparation for the centenary. So we will continue to promote that on our website. We also have Facebook. We also have um, Twitter. We also have Instagram. We also have YouTube to promote all of those things. Another thing that we are that is. Uh, a significant event in our calendar is the national pilgrimage that is organized by us, by the World Apostle of Fatima in England and Wales, to the Fatima in Portugal. And next year, it will be from the 8th to the 16th of July, 2022. Again, that's the 8th to the 16th of July, 2022. And there will be more details coming up via the website as well, and also on Facebook. Um, with regards to the details about the national pilgrimage. We will still have the novenas via Zoom. Um, in fact, I am planning to add one more novena. We've already had three novenas this year. This year we had the May novena, which is the yes. Feast of Our Lady of Fatima. Mm. We had the June um, Triduum, yes. which was in honor of the Sacred Heart of Jesus and the Immaculate Heart of a Blessed Mother. And then recently, this month, we had the novena to Our Lady of Fatima because it was the 104th anniversary of the October apparition. But I'm planning to add a novena to Saints Jacinta and Francisco in February. Mm. And that will be the earliest novena because obviously they're the saints of Fatima. So we're still, we're still in the planning stages, but I'm sure that these four novenas will still happen via Zoom in, in 2022. And then we have, obviously, the, the monthly first Saturday devotion. We are still thinking if we'll continue it via Zoom or we'll focus on the parishes. But please pray for that because we'll also obviously announce it once we have the decision. So there's lots of things happening. And then hopefully we'll also resume the, the home pilgrim statue visitations at the same time as the National Pilgrim Statue Visitations. And we will, of course, uh, put the links to the Facebook site, Twitter, um, Instagram, and YouTube on this uh, podcast when we upload it. Uh, Jerry, thank you so much. Are you ready for a quick lightning round? Yes. So the, idea, so the idea behind this is, of course, I'm going to ask you questions without giving you time to think about it. Um, so the first thing that comes into your mind, just answer them. Okay? Okay. Okay. So first question is the lightning round. 
if you will be a saint and would make an apparition and you would promote an identity of Mary associated with Our Lady of Fatima, what would you promote? Our Lady of Mount Carmel, Our, La Our Lady of the Brown Scapular, or Our Lady of the Rosary? Our Lady of Mount Carmel. Okay. Which is your favorite place in Fatima, Portugal? Is there uh, any or just what comes to my mind? Okay, my favorite place is Loca de Cabeso. Okay. And uh, Our Lady appeared from May 13 to October 13, which among the apparitions, the six apparitions, is very close to your heart. July. Why is that? Because in the July apparition, everything was given. You know, the, the, the secret of Fatima was laid out. The three parts of the secret of Fatima was laid out in the July apparition. So it was, it was so rich in, in theology. That's true. I, I couldn't agree more. Thank you so much, my dear brother Jerry. And, you know, I hope that this is not the, first, the last time. I hope that, again, in the future, you could be a guest here and we can talk about our Blessed Lady, Our Lady of Fatima. Brother Jerry, could you close this in the, with a prayer? Sure. Before I close with a prayer, I'd like also to thank you um, for inviting me and the Apostolate into your podcast. Um, once you have edited everything, I will promote this to all the members of the WAF so that also they will get to know what we have discussed during this podcast. And if you're going to ask me in the lightning session, what, who would be my favorite child or um, shepherd child? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I emailed you about that question. Yeah. My, my answer would be Sister Lucia, mm. because to me, without her, we will not know what Fatima is about. So she is called the messenger of Fatima. And I personally believe my one of my own missions in life is to become a messenger, perfect or imperfect as I may be, a messenger of Our Lady's message to the world, to the people that I meet. So to end this, um, this um, podcast of yours, um, oh, oh, before that, I'd like also to wish you and pray for, for this podcast of yours to be heard by more people, to be seen by more people, because I've seen the first few episodes and it is um, truly uplifting to, to be hearing new things and discovering new things in our Catholic faith. And it makes you love our Catholic faith more. So good luck and Godspeed on your podcast as well in behalf of the World Apostolate of Fatima in England and Wales. But I'd like to end this by just asking our Blessed Mother to continue to bless us as the treasurer of graces, as the first apostle of Jesus Christ. Continue to bless us with the Holy Spirit so that the most esteemed spouse of the Blessed Virgin Mother, so that we can continue to proclaim the message that she wants us to shout out to the whole world and also to glorify the Holy Trinity because Our Lady is very close to the Holy Trinity being the daughter of God the Father, the mother of God the Son and the spouse of the Holy Ghost by praying the glory be in honor of the, of the Holy Ghost as we say, oh, glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be the world out and amen. 
and also by asking our Blessed Mother to continue to be our greatest intercessor, to continue to be our mother by invoking the angelic salutation. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. And Our Lady of Fatima, pray for us. And please bless us, O Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone. We will see you again soon. Don't ever forget, Jesus and Mary love you. God bless. Thank you for listening. If you have been blessed with this episode, please click the subscribe button. Ave Maria.